0: Hello, and welcome back to the Illuminations Media Network. This is Tamara Westwood, your host, and I am absolutely thrilled to share another episode with you. Today, we have a beautiful, enlightened soul. Her name is Vivian, and I am so excited to have her share her story with her. Well, today, in our modern lives, we're so filled with stress and doubt, and many of us are suffering from all kinds of diseases. Uh, whether it is of the body, whether it of the soul, of the spirit. And modern medicine is not the only channel. Vivian is here to share her experiences with yogic practices and mysticism that have helped her to move through some of the most difficult challenges that anyone could have in life. Well, Vivian, welcome to Illumination's Media Network. I'm so glad that you took the time to be with us today.
1: Mm, my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here and honor. Thank you. Namaste, Tamara. Oh, namaste
0: to you. Yeah, I, I do see the God in you and I appreciate it so very much. Today, we're going to talk about your book, uh, the Becoming the Light Realize Your True Empowered Nature. Now,
1: enlightened nature.
0: Oh, definitely! Your your enlightened nature. Pardon me yeah. for that.
1: My oh, mind is okay. on No, empowering. no, no. But that's the book is all about that. Exactly that about empowering. I love it.
0: Yes. So you've had so many many experiences. You've had near death experience um, that that transformed your consciousness. Of course, um, you've had so many opportunities to experience a lot of enlightened yogis. Um, even spent time with the Dalai Lama. Um, I'm going to start all over again. We're going to fix this. <laughs> so we're going to start over. I um, stumbled over my words, and so. Mm-hmm. You mean Five? From the, from yeah, the, from, the, from the top. Okay. Five, four, three, two, and one. And welcome back to the Illuminations Media Network. I'm Tamara Westwood, your host, and I'm delighted to bring another episode today. Oh, today we are interviewing a shining light on the planet. Her name is Viviane Nantel. She is an author, she's a speaker, oh my goodness, I'm just so excited. Today we're going to be speaking with Vivian about her wonderful new book entitled Becoming the Light, Realize Your True Enlightened Nature. Vivian, since you're brand new to this Illuminations Media Network family, please, a wonderful welcome and please share just a little bit about you.
1: Oh, so wonderful. I'm so happy to be here with you. Well, over the year, I became a yogini and uh, a mystic author. I always knew I was going to write a book when I was in my late 20s, and I had no idea this was going to be the book. I'm also a vocalist, humanitarian, animal advocate, and um, involved in, in being here as an instrument of grace.
0: Beautiful. Well, Viviane, you've had so many experiences throughout your life that have definitely helped you to become that light. And I can look at you and see that. I've, I've gone to your website and I invite all of our viewers and listeners to go to Viviane's website to see her beautiful work She's, she's an artist, and she works with oils and different mediums. I mean, Viviane, in your artwork, you can see and feel the vibration, the energy, and uh, it's absolutely beautiful. I just want everyone mm. to make sure they go and partake of that. Oh, um, thank
1: you. I forgot I was an artist, too. I didn't mention. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't work as an artist anymore. When I was hit with advanced breast cancer, the divine within my being guided me into a different path so after 10 years of uh, painting was a huge change i expressed what i had to express on the canvas and uh, and i was quite surprised what came out it was just free-flowing what i expressed there from sitting in meditation and but I have to say the website does not give justice to the painting in person but it's like that for any artist. And I was, my life was guided in a completely different direction. So, but like I said, I expressed what I had to do. But people, it really resonates deep with people when they look at my 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 artwork. Now, I compose also music and mm-hmm. I sing and I'm going to work on some, uh, to bring some, some of the music and chant and some of my song into the world. One aspect, you know, but as a yogini and a spiritual guide, um, it's very important that in today's world, we out helping other people
0: and the animal. It's so needed on the planet. Well, Vivianne, we certainly welcome any way that you express because <laughs> certainly send your essence through. And as I could see, as I said before, through the art, you can, it's as if the art is breathing and it's living and it's moving right in front of you. So so certainly that was part of your transformation. And so you've gone oh, yes. to another aspect now, which is which is awesome in and, and the music realm. It you
1: was know. a huge, huge... Um... Aspect of my spiritual awakening. Because you know, when you are so uh, giving yourself into whatever, if it's chanting or singing or any kind of endeavor, if you are really completely committed and give yourself into it, Especially our art form it's a form of meditation you know when I used to work for 12 hours creating a painting I would chant I would feel the divine energy coming through I would lose myself in it mm. completely and breaking boundaries and experiencing having some
0: spiritual experiences way back then certainly you know I can relate to I was a dancer I mean, certainly I dance whenever I can now, but I did dance professionally, and I can definitely understand how you lose yourself in that. I mean, even now, music and moving my body to the music puts me in trance. So uh, I can totally connect with that experience. I mean,
1: yeah. the dancing is huge. I mean, when I was with Sadhguru and won the program at the Bhava Spadana, i just the spirit just got hold of my being i started dancing and i was in ecstasy i was like i was not doing it, it was like, right it was so i was in complete samadhi uh, and i talk about that that the whole becoming deaf to say to our listener
0: are, well, are we-, we okay we, yeah, we are. Just, you just had and and it's just par to the core of uh utilizing internet. Sometimes we will have that where the sound will go in and out a little bit, but I did get uh the most of what you said. You were you were just expressing about uh, you know, losing yourself and expressing yourself uh dancing as as if you were abandoned and someone else was moving through you. Okay.
1: Yes. And no boundaries because enlightenment is really about, first of all, my story is from untruth, truth to truth, from darkness to light, mm-hmm. ignorance to enlightenment. Ignorance, we talk about in the Yugi tradition, enlightenment, uh, ignorance is... Uh, not experiencing the oneness of this existence, experiencing your true divine, our true divine nature. We could call it divine, or we can do it without the word doesn't matter, but ultimately is who we are at the core essence, because we come in the physical form in this body, and yet we're not that, we're not the mind, we're not the body. So that's what we mean from ignorance to enlightenment, to realize that. That which we really are—that we are connected to the—I always love the metaphor of the ocean, the divine ocean mm-hmm. of love. That the wave, when each wave has its own entity, its own unique form, yet it's part of the ocean. It cannot exist without the ocean. That's the same thing with God, whatever we call it. Mm -hmm. you know brahma allah or as by so many you know thousands of names we are part of that and when we realize that it gives us infinite power to move into the world and infinite power i don't mean power to conquer and Mm -hmm. to destroy But the power to bring beauty in the world, the power of healing, the power of loving and the power of the light. It really is to realize that we all are one and are interconnected, that we are. And uh, so I was saying earlier when we were cut off also... When I wrote Becoming the Light, it took about 10 years to bring it to the world. And it had 850 pages. So it was a daunting task to reduce it down to 450 pages. And uh, it's filled with timeless wisdom and spiritual knowledge, especially like the second part of it. Because my life has been extraordinary so far and marked by so many um, transcendental experience and state of society and life experience huge uh, so many big tragedy which even though it's very personal yet it's so universal because it's a human experience as all the nuances that we all go through uh, all of us human being yes. and so the reason why also it's uh, it's, a, it's a big book because it's it's written as a novel, which makes it so very captivating, and yet there is a spiritual guide wrap emerge, uh, not merge, imesh uh, through it. You know, mm-hmm. so
0: I can certainly sense and feel. um in the book, um, becoming the light, you speak a great deal about that oneness. You know, just a paraphrase, and and certainly a a belief and a sense that I get is that. There's only one of us here. And, <laughs> and, and when one. we can get to that, you know, we can recognize that whatever we're doing, you know, to another, we're doing to ourselves. And, and it's so important to recognize that. And that, that when we can get to that understanding <laughs> that we, we're not alone and that, that we are all incumbents in this one being, that we're, we're okay, we're safe, we're loved, we're protected. <laughs> what a wonderful world that will be when everyone can get to that place.
1: But where you're saying is a crucial point, and I so love that you brought it up. However, it's beyond um, understanding, and mm. it's, it's for people in the beginning of it, It's it's an intellectual understanding okay i if a person would say oh yes yeah we are interconnected if i hurt someone it'll come back to me so people can rationalize that with the mm-hmm. mind right but it's not a state of enlightenment because in a state of enlightenment you experience that you realize that there's a big difference between realizing and recognizing because right. a lot of people do recognize that, mm-hmm. but it's stop at the five senses, mm-hmm. but when you realize yourself and you experience the oneness because that's what yoga means you know my path it's all about the spiritual path walking the spiritual path and and yet, in reality, you're not walking anywhere because we are, by our <laughs> divine nature, right. we all, we, they are enlightened. We come into this world. We all have that seed. What happened with human beings is, for every one of us, is we grow up and we are in a world of duality. That's how we experience the physical realm. And so we're constantly bombarded, consciously or unconsciously, by accumulation yeah what brainwashing conditioning especially when we're very young we're very influenced so all the things that are happening it's all recorded in the cells of the body in the sanskrit in the sanskrit tradition excuse me in the yogic tradition there's a word for that it's called samskara it means the impression of All that is accumulated, it gets even physical, emotional at different level. It gets recorded in the physical body. Mm -hmm. So that's why people, as they get older, they often unconsciously realize they have a a lot of buttons so to speak you know you interact with someone and that's what we see in the world why people get in conflicts why people and nation get into wars is because there's all this the, the belief system, all this is all accumulated and it's hard for people to go beyond what they have accumulated, what they have been conditioned, what they have been mm-hmm. brainwashed, because no one question, most people, no one question, not no one, but most people will not question their whole entire life you know especially their religion their religion because
0: oh, course
1: not. yeah because it's very very threatening for people because and the other thing also i have uh, realized is on my own experience my own evolution our belief system does not equate the truth it's really naive to believe that what our system believe is means that quote the truth. A lot of people are just going about this life, living a very compulsive, reactive life, not questioning anything. They have been programmed, and it's so deep in into their system. Most of it is unconscious. So when people enter react you will see, oh, this person, you know that expression you hear, oh, this person push my button well that button could be like a button of your childhood like Mm. of something that you were conditioned with or a certain mindset a pattern and then there is a reaction certainly and and people become uh, you give control over people that way you see what i'm saying you're not using your inner power but That is even beyond our control unless we do intense sadhana or we are really mindfully going into about the world, meditation, Mm -hmm. do a lot of things to get rid of all those samskara, get rid of all that conditioning, that brainstorming. And all of that, Tamara, that's what constitutes a personality.
0: Yes. And Mm. And then If I might add on that, and in my practice of beyond hypnosis, um, I work with clients, and and a lot of this programming that we're speaking of here, and we know that it stems from the experiences in childhood, whether it was deep abuse, you know, or whether it was well meaning, you know, uh, impressions that our parents and others made on us as children, um, that a lot of what we work through as adults comes from decisions that we made as children you know decisions about the world and what it what it means about us as children and those beliefs and those ideas remain in the subconscious and we're still operating from them as adults you know from a child mind which is very interesting yeah
1: it is so true because it's so unsure into the deep subconscious mind most people are not even aware that they are controlled by those beliefs and that's what you see often in the mindset pattern of people most people are not aware and mindful they have certain uh, mind pattern and how they go about life that's how they run their life in a small little tiny cage they have limited themselves in a little tiny cage and the perfect example and i'm saying that with a lot of humbleness and respect and love and reverence to all living beings people who are following religion it's religion is very beautiful it can be very beautiful and all religion at the deep core there is there's Mm -hmm. truth in there yes and but most people, they follow religion, but they don't practice it, number one. We see that. Even the Dalai Lama, he did mention that too. It's so true. And, but there, if, when you become brainwashed by dogma, by mm-hmm. doctrine, and you don't remain open and receptive mm-hmm. to grow, to, to evolve, to question things, and wanting to know and having this longing, it really keeps people really stuck in little boxes.
0: It really, really does. Yes, yeah. indeed. You know, there's that, that whole idea where you were speaking of, you know, people being locked in dark dogma. Um, you know, where people are, are locked in to the letter of the law. And they're totally missing the spirit behind it, that, that spirit that runs through all. And if, if we can get to that again, <laughs> we, we want to do this. And, and you certainly clarify the difference, you know, between realizing and recognizing, you yeah. know, that, that when we can recognize on that non-mental plane, you know, and, and you speak to it about being experiential. Can you go into that difference? And yeah. allows it to be experiential rather than mental.
1: That is crucial. Another big point you bring up, which I'm going to tie it in with the spirit, the universal spirit, the universal consciousness, the universal energy, because they are closely tied in, or if not one, because if, if anyone is going to grow and evolve and experience what is to be at your full potential as a human being to realize your true enlightened nature, your true uh, nature, ultimate nature, often I say, it's, or to realize that you are part of God, you are a source, it's... To experience that, most religion, and again, I'm speaking with high reverence for religion, and that doesn't mean it's the case. Um, Everyone is different. And is when you're walking, and you could actually, I have a lot of different things I want to say here. I want to make sure I say this properly. Mm -hmm. You can be on the spiritual path and doing some yogic practices and meditation and still follow your religion. I remember when I was with Gurudev at the Art of Living, I was with him for over 10 years, His Holiness Sri Shri Sri Avis Shankar, and even with Sadhguru at the Isha Foundation. We have, we have people from all around the world and it completely universal beyond religion because spirituality is all inclusive. It's not exclusive. And that's the thing also with a lot of religion is very exclusive. Mm -hmm. I I have experienced that. And even in my own family. And so the sense of embracing everyone um, as one, it's a beginning to do it at least on the mental level, to be able to be beyond tolerant of other people's socioeconomic Mm -hmm. background and culture and religious background. And then, when I was saying at the Art of Living or with uh, Isha, we had Muslim people and Hindu and Buddhist and, and Christian. It was, it's wonderful to see that a Christian to be so open or a Muslim to be so open or a, a Buddhist, to be able to go beyond a philosophical uh, thought. Because walking the spiritual path is beyond philosophy. Mm-hmm. It's beyond all those man-made things. And so the spirit we talk about, we could call it again by so many names, you know. In the yogic tradition, we call it Shakti. Are you familiar with that term? Yes. Okay. Shakti, which literally just means force and empowerment. It's the vital life force energy that brings everything into the manifestation of the physical realm. That, that is Shakti. In other traditions, they call it different name. It's just a different words they use. Like in Japan, they call it ki. In China, they call it chi. And ultimately, that energy is the supreme intelligent energy of, of the source, of our Creator. And in the yogic tradition also we call consciousness because you cannot, you have to have both consciousness and energy to manifest this physical realm. So consciousness in the yogic tradition is called Shiva. Shiva, not a god, it's just Shiva the word which means that which that is not. So when you have consciousness and shakti, energy, then you see the manifestation of the physical realm here, what we experience with duality. And so that spirit in, in, the, in the Christian tradition, in the mysticism, which uh, they call a chari- ch- charism, which they have a lot of mysticism there. And because if you look back into their story, when someone goes and get really um, embittered with the spirit, with the Holy Spirit, it's the same. It's the same energy. There is no difference. Shakti, Holy Spirit. Because I have gone into trance, my dear, and I'm saying that again very humbly, only because to share, because everything I share in my book is... Is because it's coming out from my own suffering when I was younger. I saw so much suffering, so much pain, and I felt like it was my longing to want to experience the truth, to experience my ultimate nature. There was this, I had that since I was a little girl. And that's why I was walking, looking, and my master would just come. And I was so open and receptive. So when, especially with Sadhguru in the last, um, I would say, seven years, I, because I went through the whole Kundalini Assumption, and I talk about that in depth in the last part of my book, what it is, and going into states of Sanity. That's when I got many times, you could say in Christian term, hit by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I would just speak in tongues, really. <laughs> and I was fully aware and I was a sense of boundlessness, of I did not know. I couldn't experience my being anymore I was I was I was all over in everything I explained that in depth what I experienced and that's everyone this is very important to understand all of us we have that potential within us we all have that is to awaken that awaken that because when you awaken that When you realize that you have divinity within yourself, there is no separation, Tamara, between God, a lot of people, or hopefully less today than when I was a little girl, believe that God is this image of, in some certain cases, of a a male sitting there, you know yeah. that is a white kind of,
0: guy an, an old white guy with white yeah. hair and a white beard sitting on a cloud right it, exactly
1: <laughs> yeah or whatever it could be mm-hmm. any kind of image but that's a very much uh, strong image uh, ingrained mm-hmm. into the judeo um, judeo Christianity you know for thousands and thousands of years mm-hmm. and Also, the patriarchal system that we have experienced for so many hundreds of years ingrained that image of power over, which I talk about that also, the power over versus inner power. They are very different. So when you are awakening to your true nature, that inner power comes naturally. We all have it within us. That inner power is for the highest good. It's not to conquer and destroy and, and um, dominate like what we have seen for hundreds of thousands of years. So so many were and so much violence. It's not, it's not about violence. It's, it's ahimsa, completely non-violence. that
0: inner power. You know what's very interesting to me? Um, Viviane, and, and you speak a great deal about this, and even in your book, you, in, in Chapter 30, The, the Blessing in Disguise, um, you also speak about how the, the most beautiful blossom comes from filth. You know, it, it seems that, that our, our, our nudging, our, our push to move towards an, in our enlightened nature, comes from adversity. From, from pain and difficulty that, that tends to push us forward. And, and I just want you to talk a little bit about that, about you know, people looking for you know, the rec- and recognizing and realizing that, that in that pain, that in that muck and mire, in the awful things, the blessings come that we are pushed to grow through them. Yes.
1: Indeed, but not everyone take it there though. Mm. I have seen people who have suffered a lot, they have gone through huge crises and they became very bitter. Ah, and, yes. and they carry their wound and and it's the blessing comes only if one becomes humble, once become open and receptive.
0: So the blessing um, is available, but you must it, partake of it. It's a choice. Yeah. Well,
1: one last thing I was going to say, which mm-hmm. is crucial, to be able <clears throat> to go into a state of abandonment. Often we use the word surrender, but surrender here in the Western hemisphere is very um corrupted word in a way maybe corrupted is not the right word but uh, misunderstood because surrender, oh my god I'm never going to surrender because people think surrender is submission right,
0: weakness Mm.
1: yeah, they see it as a weakness Mm. when you can render yourself open, willing willing is an important word, the willingness it comes from a deep, deep the deep core of your soul of your spirit of you being when you go through this huge because a lot of people i have noticed they would they would again this is dysfunctional but we see that in the world oh they will say oh they will victimize themselves Mm -hmm. why is this happening to me what Mm -hmm. have i done and and they they stay in that position again that little cage and it's human tendency to do that, to <laughs> feel like they're they victimized. They, and it's very subtle tomorrow and people are not aware of that. So the blessing comes when you go to this, this deep, deep, deep surrendering, mm-hmm. this deep sense of abandonment, this deep sense of faith into the source, mm-hmm. the creator, whatever we call it. Again, not with dogma or doctrine or religion, but it's only you and your creator, only you and the source that you can really completely let go and have the faith that what's happening right now. And that's a very healing conducive way to go through a big crisis. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. if you put resistance, you know, if you understand victimization, when you make yourself a victim, You put resistance. That's what you're doing. Not you, but I mean people. That's what they're doing. There's a very deep sense of resistance. There's a deep sense of ego there. You know? And ego comes from personality. It comes, and where does it come from? Even though tangibly they don't exist, you can't see them. But there is this. Set mindset, this whole personality we talked about is the whole accumulation and conditioning of people. Yes. What happened when you go through a deep sense of surrendering like that I have gone through with my advanced cancer journey,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I literally collapse on the ground and I was like screaming to my creator in deep surrendering, in deep sense of abandonment and I felt this fire, it was like, and in the yoga tradition, there's a specific name for that. You're really literally burning karma. Mm-hmm. Karma, a lot of people also are sort confused about that. Karma is just a memory. It does not necessarily mean a memory from past life. It's memory of stuff we have accumulated here in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so when you go deep down, you're opening up a gate a huge gate because you're making yourself so humble and so vulnerable and in that vulnerability then you can really tap into other dimension of reality it's the mind because you lose you there is no mind when you are in such a deep sense of abandonment and it's not something you can teach to people you can guide them but it has to happen within themselves and and that is very scary for people to go that in that space because a lot of things get burned all those seeds gets burned all that stuff that doesn't serve you get burned Mm -hmm. and it requires so much humbleness Mm -hmm. and it's hard for people because the ego and personality rule themselves and
0: all that stuff that is unconscious rule people. Mm -hmm. And Vivian, this takes us right into vulnerability. Now for many people, that right there is super scary because, oh Oh my God, if I'm vulnerable, I can be victimized, I can get hurt. Please speak on the gift that is within that vulnerability
1: well you have to know it's an art and you (laughs) learn that to be able to be open to the spiritual process because when i mean spiritual process it's one for instance what happened to my being when i was going through my cancer journey is you go through a process where you can really give yourself completely to to the truth mm-hmm. to God whatever we call it and that's the spiritual process and you've got to be completely open and receptive and in that and willing willing that requires incredible vulnerability mm-hmm. vulnerability it's fine there but when you're functioning in the world also you have to know how the right vulnerability I would say on the most mundane social level, you will not have the same vulnerability. You can be sensitive, but it cannot be from ego. Vulnerability, for instance, in loving relationships. If you have been hurt, you have had heartbroken like I have very badly when I was younger. I never thought I would love again. And it threw me in such a deep depression. I got hurt very badly. But that was another blessing. Even though, oh my God, I suffer so much, but I got rid of so much baggage that I had repressed for decades inside of my being. I don't know if you remember from the book, I attempted to commit suicide." Mm-hmm. What I lived through in my childhood, all the dysfunction, the abuse, the trauma from my father, physically abused, I had repressed all of that. So in that sense, that vulnerability we talked about eventually, it's opening, like again, the heart chakra, mm-hmm. opening the heart.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It might be very, very painful. In certain circumstances, but it's needed. It's like a deep wound inside that is poisoning your 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 whole being, and when it's like it, it's like cancer in a way or pus that needs to come out. So that vulnerability can be very healing. Especially, I would emphasize especially in when you're facing a huge crisis in your in your life to be able to have that vulnerability vulnerability in in a spiritual process is extremely beneficial because it really opened up a gate to the divine it even though it's very painful and that's why most people don't go there is courage. It takes a lot of courage to be able to go in that space. Mm-hmm. And it takes, when you're functioning in the world, in the social level, it's a little different. You have to also use discrimination of your mind to know the right sensibility, the right sensitivity. Not sensitivity that comes from ego, but sensitivity to love other people to Mm -hmm. see yourself in them to embrace them to see their human beings like we are they experience suffering and it's hard for people to accept people who are dysfunctional and you see them and and it's it's very hard i know because i i went through that when i was younger
0: yes you and i have that in common um both of us experienced mothers with mental illness And uh, that is uh, something that can definitely make it hard for one to become vulnerable. (laughs) Because as a child, you are in that vulnerability. You know, you you are privy to so many things. You know, you're not really able to stand up and protect yourself. So later in life, being vulnerable can be quite scary.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, definitely. And that becomes a huge limitation Yes. A huge, huge boundary to break for you, or I don't know where you are at now in specific moment, but for anyone who feels that, and it's actually, Tamara, it's a very common problem, You a challenge, I won't call it problem, mm-hmm. but a challenge for most individuals. People who grew up in dysfunctional family and my mother is not that I had she had mental illness, she was a stable woman. Is that she works extremely hard? And mm-hmm. when you know the whole story, she just fell into deep depression and she had yes. anxiety, suicide, so she was not like mentally disturbed, but she had become very bitter mm-hmm. and she was very nervous. She was like, Oh, you couldn't be around her because her energy would, um, it was anger, so much repressed anger, mm-hmm. and I don't blame her. I mean, I, when, the, when my mother suffered and seen what she went through, I mean, it's like, it's intense. But nevertheless, you're so right. When you're a child and you grew up in this kind of atmosphere, this kind of energy, you need to learn how to protect yourself. Yes. And, I, and I did. And the way you protect yourself as a child to stay sane, you repress, you mm-hmm. repress. You repress everything Mm -hmm. i did i'm the classical case i repress everything i was strong i actually i became the mother nurturing my mother exactly that is what you do Mm -hmm. yeah and i was the mother she was the child when she went through her major depression and when she was hospitalized it took her many years to recover and even Mm -hmm. after she was recovered Um, She was not the same. She was very, like I say, very bitter. But that's different when you're a child. However, it's a natural human mechanism to protect yourself because otherwise you can't survive. And especially if you don't have help around yourself. Right. But I was, even with that, I was still making myself vulnerable because... I experienced so many things when I was a child, when I was uh, in the country, when I was eight years old, feeling the Divine Mother, the Virgin Mary. I had had a lot of spiritual experiences. So I think like within our own being, we need to be able to learn to be open, to be vulnerable and know when it's time to protect yourself.
0: Yes. It's a balancing act, is it
1: not? Yes. It is the balancing act. It's harder as a child Mm -hmm. because unless you're very evolved already, and I was, so that helped a lot. But I suffer tremendously because so much repression. And when I hit 33 years old, I was, well, before that, I was 31 years old when I fell into a deep depression. Mm-hmm. And I denied it for a year because I couldn't believe a person like my being who was so joyous, exuberant, loving life. I had become so, so depressed. And it was major depression because I was hopeless, mm-hmm. literally Uh, Those are major characteristics of um, severe depression, hopeless and helpless. I was like a zombie walking, and I couldn't function. I was so heartbroken. I couldn't handle the emotion I had repressed. All the repressed childhood and the heartbreak from Ian, which was treacherous what happened, opened up my heart in such a deep grief. I couldn't handle that grief.
0: Well, all of that suppression, Vivian, you know, as you can certainly attest to, takes a lot of energy. And so it would make sense that our defense mechanism, that, that our, our body's ability to heal itself would lead from all of those years of suppression to depression, to just letting go. <laughs> and, and it would make perfect sense, um, and, you know, and then you move through that process of depression. And uh, you awaken. That, that would be the opportunity.
1: <laughs> Again, that was the blessing for my being. What occurred with Ian was he opened up unconsciously the gate of my childhood to let go of everything. Because I had reached a level where I was already deeply spiritual seeking. Because all of us, we seek happiness, right? We seek well-being
0: that is our natural state
1: yes yes and including the insect Mm -hmm. and 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 the animal have you seen a one living being on the planet who doesn't seek well-being and Mm -hmm. happiness it's no it's ingrained into our all of us it's a natural it's Mm -hmm. it's it's like um a flower the seed is growing into a beautiful plant and seek the sun, seek the light, Mm. seek nourishment with water. That's what we're seeking. And and the flower just blossoms and becomes so beautiful and fragrance. Well, that's the path of enlightenment. So that, that where we're seeking ultimately, it's beyond happiness it's beyond well-being it's our is we're seeking god the love mm-hmm. uh, well it <laughs> loves oh yes definitely uh-huh. but uh, but ultimately the source is mm-hmm. is
0: love is love, is love. i often uh, often quote the color purple the film the color purple oh and, that's a beautiful uh, film the character suge avery was sharing with Celie. She was talking about love and she, she spoke to the reason behind the flower and why it blooms so beautifully and why it smells so fragrantly. And of course, I'm paraphrasing, but the whole idea, she just she says, everything wants to be loved. Everything just wants to be loved. And I, and I, I think that that is just the truth. That is, that is who we are. We we want that that love, that source energy, which is love. Yeah. That's what
1: I was going to say. You mm-hmm. say it beautifully, we are love mm-hmm. and that's our true nature. So mm-hmm. when we go against that consciously and consciously there's this unpleasantness inside oh, of us yes whatever we call it so ultimately when i say happiness what we're seeking is beyond happiness it's beyond well-being <laughs> paramsa yoga ananda from the self-realization fellowship he was such a beautiful master i quote him in my book and he um because he was a big part of my spiritual awakening in the very beginning when I moved here to California. And he said, yes, we're seeking love because beyond beyond happiness is love. Because mm-hmm. in happiness, we love love. But ultimately, love, beyond love, is bliss. Mm. And beyond bliss, in the yogic tradition, we call it sat-chit-ananda, such ananda Ananda. yes sat means truth yes absolute truth not relative truth in the certain in the truth because there's two different kind of truth relative and absolute relative meaning in the sense of the mundane social physical world day-to-day world yeah Mm -hmm. and the absolute which is That's why truth often is so paradox because you hear sometimes one thing and then you hear it differently and it seems like a big contradiction because Mm -hmm. it depends. Everything is relative.
0: It's contextual.
1: Um, contextual. Yes. Are we talking about absolute? So here in Sat, Chit Ananda, it's absolute truth. Mm. Chit, it's omnipresence, omnipotent. That is our true nature. Ananda is bliss bliss so we are that suchit ananda and when you and ultimately that suchit ananda is divine love which i have a whole chapter on divine love there mm-hmm. what is divine love and it's this ultimate love that you physically experience your whole being at all level you experience mm-hmm. it's not a romantic love it's a love embracing everyone as yourself Mm-hmm. And it's it's divine in the sense that is beyond the physical realm. And it's so beautiful. So it's true. We are such And I mm-hmm. talk about that in depth in uh, becoming the light. How to go with yogic practices to tap into our true divine nature with mm-hmm. is such mm-hmm. That state of intoxication, of pure, pure love. It's it's phenomenal because to experience that and and to feel that you have broken from all boundaries it's you can't put that into words
0: it cannot mm. be described mm. well in the christian tradition we we know that uh, yeshua you know who who many believe was a yogi um who? yeshua jesus yes yeshua
1: oh, Oh, yes. oh, sorry, I missed
0: the word. Oh, he was <laughs> a Yogi. Yes. A Yogi, and he—he, yeah. he, you know that that all of the law and the prophets was encompassed in the one thing: to love your God with all of your heart, right? But to love everyone, your neighbor as yourself—that—that that we are all one, and and this is speaking to the same thing, and uh, and I think it's so—it's—it's it's just absolutely beautiful. That, that if you can see all living things as yourself, how can you do harm when you, when you can really get that? You
1: can. We're not going ag- to. <laughs> Again, it's, ex- it's experiential. Yes. It's a realization is experiential. Hmm. Jesus Christ is so deep deep into my heart as you know because it's because of him today i'm alive i mean what i are the miracle that happened when i almost died of an aphylactic shock reaction Mm -hmm. is grace and i'm not a religious person because i don't follow any religion it's just the i always work with the ascended master and jesus christ he's a phenomenal being um, you know and he said me and my father are one Mm -hmm. and he said that other parts we are all children made in the image of our father of god so when you put the two together he was basically saying we all are children we of god and in his image its image and ultimately we all are one with the father Mm -hmm. but the father again unfortunately the word father on the physical, when Jesus Christ in his era he spoke differently. I'm sure today, if he was here on the physical, <laughs> realm, he, he would use he would use different words. He would probably not use the word father because father is loaded
0: with. Oh, everything. is it not? <laughs> yeah. And you know, and one thing that I one thing thought that I have about that is that 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 loaded word father, you know, speaks directly to. Punishment, you know, restriction, you know, all of authority, those things. Authority, <laughs> authority you know, yes. being somehow in trouble, right? And, uh, and um, unfortunately, a lot of people will superimpose that idea over our divine creator.
1: You yeah, know? the fear, a lot of fear into that, that, that fear that you're going to be punished. Mm-hmm. If you do something wrong, but that's, that's archaic. Right. Uh, that is very dysfunctional. That doesn't serve humanity because this is the kind of, of mindset that actually encourage the illusion of separation, which it's just an illusion because ultimately we're not separated. If I'm going to hurt you, it's going to come back at me. Most instantly. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. and etc. and and that's why on the yogic path it's a science yoga means union it comes from the word sanskrit yoke mm-hmm. so it's a union when you're in a state of union in a state of yoga Tamara, you experience everything as part of yourself
0: yeah and again
1: it's experiential that's why the yogic path is such a powerful path you can still follow a religion you know and or or be an atheist also i've seen atheists who are um following the path of spirituality and um there's definitely many different paths again that's a whole subject and it, that's, it is I, I talk about that briefly on my book I'm I would sorry. like to
0: touch on it just a wee bit since we're there. It's and important. We're yes. speaking about the Father and the, the whole idea, the context of, of punishment being involved with transgressions and sinning. And, and or oh,
1: the sinner, that's the other right? big word. Right? Oh my God, how can you realize your true uh, divine nature or merge as one with the Creator if you are holding this deep, deep, deep sense? and consciously that you're a sinner.
0: I'm deeply There's flawed, not- right? And, and wow. I'm, I'm no good. And so, so you speak about this experiencing, this letting go of the intellect about it, but this experiential idea of, of karma and, and the experiencing of, of what, what you have done to maybe cause harm so that you experience it and that way you will not duplicate that, that activity again. So it's not a punishment. It is yeah. a learning process so that you it know is. not to do that again.
1: Yes, I would say to all our listeners, regardless, regardless of if the word karma resonate with you or not, it's not mm-hmm. a belief system. Mm-hmm. It does exist and I, I can prove it. Mm-hmm. Look, today, what do we see global warning right global warming don't you think that's a collective consciousness karmic manifestation we created you mean we created
0: it mm-hmm. yeah
1: well that's what karma is mm-hmm. karma is just a memory of what we are creating with our words our thoughts in our action mm-hmm. so if you understand it that way and just forget if you regardless if you believe or not believe or in doubts about past life i used to doubt it so much but today i don't anymore because i've had a lot of vision from my past life mm-hmm. and so but regardless of all of that if you just look at okay the word karma or even forget the word karma just look at it okay there are laws that govern the universe. Yes. So just look at the laws. They are there. I mean, scientifically, a lot of things are being proven science today. Because mm-hmm. science and spirituality have mesh now. They, they are. Really, yes, yeah, the, many scientists see very clearly that everything at the subparticle, particle atomic, that all there is is intelligent um, mm-hmm. energy supreme intelligent energy everything everything and so the the law that exists that dominates the most is the law of cause and effect yes of course if you're going to eat too much uh uh, blueberry pie (laughs) what's going to happen you're going to get a pain in your stomach and you're going to go vomit because if you eat a whole pie and or if you go drink like two or three bottles of champagne what do you expect? <laughs> you know, I don't drink myself, but I'm saying I'm just giving you a very simple example so people can understand. So the cause and effect is the same. So, yeah, that global warming is probably one of the best description we can see today, how we all are affected by our action.
0: Right. Collectively, for sure.
1: Yeah. Collectively. And there is such a thing as collective karma and individual karma. So when you do yogic practices, depending if you really want, if you're in a hurry, this, this is all depending what is your longing. Mm -hmm. Is your longing deep? Do you feel like, oh my God, I really want to merge. I want to experience my true nature. Mm -hmm. If you feel that longing deep down inside of you, if you feel like you're in a a rush, you're in a hurry, I'm tired, I want to get rid of all this personality, I want to know who am I? Because it starts with those fundamental existential questions. Why am I here? Who am I? Where am I going? You know, I asked those questions I when was, I was six years old. So if you're genuinely asking, it's inevitable that you're going to become willing, open, and receptive. So if you are, I would suggest you embark on the spiritual path, especially with yogic practices that you do Kriya. Kriya, because there are many, there are seven limbs of yoga, and each one is different and suit a different temperament. Sometimes... Uh, not sometimes, often it's good to have a combination of all. It's the right concoction for the right individual where you are on, the, on your evolutionary process. And Kriya comes from the word Sanskrit too. It means complete action. So it's working with energy, working with prana, the life force energy we talk about. And so, when you do prana yama, which are breathing exercise, there are many different kinds and especially if you are i highly recommend it to be initiated by a sat guru s a t g u r u there are a few amazing genuine sat guru on our planet we're very blessed at this time on our planet to be initiated by one and and into some kind of a kriya. And that is a real authentic ancient yogic practice. There are some other more diluted practices out there. I'm not talking about what's offered in yoga studio because they're really beautiful to have the classes in yoga studio, but it's a a different nature. If you're really looking about self-realization, enlightenment, Walking the spiritual path with a sadguru is is essential, only for a while. Everyone is different because ultimately the goal and the objective of a sadguru, her or him, this doesn't matter, is they're not interested in keeping you as follower. It's if they truly genuine and a true genuine sadhguru. <laughs> they will demolish you in a very beautiful way. Demolish that, that personality, all that stuff that makes you unhappy and make you suffer. You know. And if you're willing and, and open, it could happen very fast. So the ultimate goal is for you to find your own inner guru. And again, we could use a different word. Guru just means light, dispeller of darkness. And mm-hmm. you could use the word of finding your own divinity just helping you along the way hmm. see with clarity because enlightenment also involved to be able to see things with clarity as hmm. they are not to the perception of personality and ego all of all that brainwashing and the conditioning that we have been yes Consciously conscious. because that's how people see. They see through their binoculars. I will I use that analogy, the binoculars that are smeared with darkness. <laughs> because all that stuff doesn't serve us. Mm-hmm. I know that because I'm so happy I got rid of all that stuff. Because mm-hmm. and that's that's the beauty to be able to recognize that. Recognize within ourselves.
0: And that's why uh Vivian, I chose The name Illuminations. I love it. I love it. I wanted to bring about shedding light. I wanted to bring illuminaries such as yourself. (laughs) That is who I interview so that everyone can share their perspective on how to shed the light so that everyone can see what's really going on beyond the personality, beyond the fear. Um, beyond all of the ideas that are keeping us in boxes um, and and just shedding that light so that people can get to that enlightened nature because because that's who we really are you know? yes that's who
1: we are but is you say it beautifully to be able to see things with different perspectives it's very useful and it's very practical <laughs> In the social context, okay. to I, I'll give you an example someone is suffering and they are caught in their dysfunction, and to be able to meet them and love them, embrace them as yourself, to be able to understand their dysfunction, they haven't worked on themselves,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that in that sense, you can. Put yourself in that person and think about all the things they have, suffered, everything and where they are today. That's a great way to use how to see things in a different perspective. However, ultimately, what we want is to see things with clarity.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: What I mean by that in our own life, everything beyond and to be able to tap into beyond this physical realm and to transcend the mind transcend it's and, and meditation is crucial on the spiritual path and there are different techniques out there and i would suggest you go explore if you're not on the spiritual path go explore and you will find yourself you know there's a saying uh, if the student is ready the, you know the teacher will come
0: well appear yes
1: (laughs) definitely or just send a very strong intention and ask and the teacher that might come today might be a different one in five years from now or the master might be different it's all depending where you are today what you need at that time and um, and if you already are on the spiritual path then just go deeper Mm -hmm. you know and stay open because my experience i was not looking for different master when you read my whole book, you see the journey is so phenomenal, how they came in my life. I was not shopping for a guru. I was not shopping for a teacher. They just came in such magical, extraordinary way. And, and you love the story because it's so captivating how it all manifests.
0: It all really I'm, is. It's, it is um, a beautifully written book. And the the language that you use... I mean, your words are, are like you're, you know, an artist with a tapestry. You, I mean, you're completely drawn in and you have totally physically feel your experiences. So I, I just invite everybody. I don't know if the book is going to show up backwards on my screen, but I'm going to show it here. I don't know. <laughs> it might be backwards, um, but but it's definitely this is the cover of the book. It's absolutely gorgeous. And it's not that thick. Um, you can read through it quite quickly. It's, it's captivating, so it will keep you entrenched. Um, but 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 I want to get to another aspect here, too, Vivian, if you don't mind. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm all open. You have had so many transformative experiences, um, things that have allowed you to step out of that physical limitation and move into the spirit world um you've had several near-death experiences you know could you could you explain what that was like and and what the learnings were through those experiences
1: again they were not learning on the physical realm yes there was some kind of learning Mm -hmm. again that's relative truth okay but on the spiritual metaphysical aspect it was a realization. Mm-hmm. I have had several. I don't know which one to retell. The one with Jesus Christ when I was dying on a phylactic shock reaction, mm-hmm. I normally save it for people when they read the book because...
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's save that one.
1: Yeah, it's you read it. Yes. And it's so deep. And I mean, mm-hmm. talk about experiencing uh, the Christ consciousness, and uh, which is the same as uh, Krishna consciousness or hala consciousness or or universal consciousness i call it the universal light consciousness it's mm-hmm. the same but uh, i the same thing when i attempted to commit suicide um, i fell i always been really open to the world of spirit but again i want to make a distinction that our listener understands. there is the world of spirit but there is beyond the world of spirit. Okay. Definitely, there is other dimension of reality. To me, a near-death experience, and again, I need to uh, clarify that, a near-death experience doesn't mean like what you hear from some people who say, oh, I almost died, I saw a light, a tunnel. It's, what is it a really, a near-death experience? It can be very different for each person. And you did experiences where you're at the branch, at uh, the brink of death, where you experience the beyond, another dimension. Literally, that's what it is. So that doesn't mean that you are in a dark tunnel and that light is coming, you know. It's I want to make sure to clarify that because I experienced beyond the physical realm into other dimension. And often in state of samadhi, I experience that deep, 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 deep. That, it's hard to talk about and experience that. I have seen lights in a very powerful way, but not in the sense of a dark tunnel with a light coming. And they're they're so different, different form of experiencing the beyond other dimension of reality when you go into a trance like i have gone through in certain state of samadhi, and for some if you don't know what samadhi means it's a state of beatitude a state of concentrated uh, meditation that is a transcendental experience that you go beyond the physical realm and I mean, they are all over in my book because I've had so many. But when it comes to life experience, natural occurrences of, of um, a near-death experience when I attempted to commit suicide, I was 33 years old. And I I will, I wanted to go back home, tomorrow. I was like, I felt like what was lacking, I was in such deep suffering, a deep... Um, major depression like I was saying it was I realized that only much later what was really lacking in my life was the sense of belongingness Mm -hmm. and that's what's missing on our planet Mm -hmm. that sense of belongingness because when you look at what really is to belong is it's really about experiencing the oneness of who we are Mm -hmm. feeling that you the whole world belonged to you, and it's so powerful. So I realized that later. But the day that I attempted to commit suicide, I was in the bathtub, and I took an overdose of Xanax and Valium, and they were—it was a huge dose. And but the way it started, I—I I took a few, and I was just wanting to go back home. and asking the Divine Mother to bring me back because. I was in excruciating pain. I couldn't function, and I—I I don't drink, and I was not drinking much in those days either. Maybe a glass of wine or occasionally, but there was a bottle of Scott. I was very determined to leave this world. I was—my mm. soul was crying. I was in such darkness, and I just goggled down after the bottle. I was in the bathtub, and I fell. Right from the beginning, I felt this divine presence over. Not a spirit. It was a divine presence. It was very powerful. And um, I went into the bed. I was naked. I took the rest of the pill and I drank. I barely remember what happened at that point, but it was very intense, that divine presence there. And I was five days almost in coma. They found me blue, expatiated. Mm. And they brought me to the hospital, and they I reanimated my being, and um, I was brought up to um, a special rehabilitation center. I was evaluated by a psychiatrist, and he was so loving, and um, he was from IC and he spoke French, and he said Vivian. After my first of all, when you look at all the um, the report. He said, I can't believe you're still alive, that you came back. He said, I have never seen that. He said, people who have taken what you, you know, have gone through what you have gone through, asphyxiation is deadly. He said, you were blue when they found you. And they said that you came back and not only that you're alive, that you are um, not brain dead, no handicap, mm. nothing. He said, You're a miracle. He kept saying, You're a miracle. And I had such a Zen moment. I was sitting there and I was like, Something happened in that coma. I was not the same. I was sitting there and I was so one with everything. I was experiencing such a freedom of. Um, Of being, feeling light. And and then I was there for three weeks and I will never forget that. It was on a Sunday afternoon. I was laying down on the bed Mm -hmm. and I had almost no thoughts in my mind. And the light came through the window and it was very ethereal the way the light came through. And I felt that same divine presence again. Mm. And I felt this life force energy just went inside and Mm. completely reanimated my being. All the feelings of helplessness and hopelessness that is so characteristic of a severe depression was like, I, I don't know how to express it. It was like, I was feeling renewed. I felt like, I I knew I would not only survive, that I would thrive, and I was here for a reason. And I was finally released by the court. I had to pass in, in um, uh, there to make sure I was, uh, you know, fine. And a dear friend um, actually said he would take care of me, and I make sure that I would not attempt to commit suicide again. And doctor. Lars at the time he said yes I think you're fine to be you know to leave uh, the hospital and I did and it was a struggle the first few months because I still had I still that deep again it was not to commit suicide because commit suicide Sagu says people commit suicide they don't have ego you cannot have an instinct of survival Mm. were so melted that and i was very lucid when i did it you know it was like something that was going on for quite some time but to my being it was not suicide it was to go back home Mm -hmm. because i i was i had alienated myself i was in such deep sufferance in the dark hole i did not know how to come out of it do you realize the strength and the energy and the power, inner power it took to get out of that was just that alone? It's, it's a miracle. But I work always with, with our creator and the ascended master. And, and in that sense, Jesus was there to, so much during that period of my life to come out of it. And um, I did. That was, that was huge. Another experience I've had is with the plane crashed at Alaska 261. And I'm, I'm brushing on the subject because it's deeper than that and because
0: of the time constraint. Um, right. And Vivian, if you, if you don't mind, it's just uh, very strong on my heart right at this moment um, after your description of, of attempting suicide. Um, anyone who is out there who may have this in mind at this moment that you are so heartbroken that you want to take your life. Um, Please Vivian share anything that you could with anyone who is going through that at this moment. Um, What, what can they do to help themselves to avoid going there? You've been there. Reach out for help. I don't mean
1: uh, reach out for help differently with someone um, that, you know, can listen to you, a therapist. But I would say beyond that, embark on the spiritual path right away. Mm -hmm. Just find some kind of a community where they're very loving and they can really help uplift you and be surrounded by very loving, compassionate people who can really truly understand what you're going through. Hold your hands. I did not have that. And especially if you're heartbroken, You know, and don't be afraid to talk and express your feelings and and process that and let go. Letting go is very important to be Mm -hmm. able to let go of those feelings, which is the energy that is locked, that is poison. Mm -hmm. And and like I said, if you even can be initiated into a spiritual uh, yogic practice, that I especially a Kriya, which involves working with the breath, the energy, oh my God, it will help you just clean up everything inside, clean up everything. It would be so wonderful. And that's why I didn't have any of that. And if you could have a teacher, a spiritual teacher, a, a spiritual master, I mean, Oh, I would have given anything to have that in my life in those mm-hmm. days because that would have, uh, that would have saved me from doing what I went through. But um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is that and, possible? It's yeah. all day. I'm looking at the time and mm-hmm. I'm
0: like, wow. But what
1: <laughs> My God, I yeah. have an appointment at three o'clock at my doctor.
0: Oh my goodness. So yeah. let us wind down. Vivian, yes. everyone watching wants to know how they can reach out to you. How can they find you, know what you're doing in the community or virtually, and where can they get your beautiful book? Oh, uh,
1: viviannental.com. on my website and on all the social media, but my main social media is Facebook. I have a public figure page, Vivian uh, Facebook slash Vivian Nantel. Vivian Nantel N-A-N-T-E-L I also go by Devi, Davy is my spiritual name mm-hmm. and um, also I'm on Instagram as well under my name Vivian Nantel and my website you'll find everything there and my book is available at Barnes and Noble all around in the USA and um, Amazon also all around the world pretty much all around the world on amazon yes amazon.com yes well and you. if you want <laughs> and if you want a signed copy i'm sorry i apologize i didn't mean to interrupt you. if you want a signed copy with a dedicated copy you could contact me directly i have still a few copies left uh, i kept here
0: awesome well Vivian we want you to make it to your
1: appointment on time I didn't realize we've been talking for over an hour yes I'm so sorry we must have been talking
0: for an hour and a half it certainly did not feel like that this is just so beautiful I'm hoping Vivian that you will come back again we've just we've just touched the surface of this deep subject Um, I thank you so much I'm so humbled and blessed to have you on the show um mm. and i think so, all so you.
1: beautiful <laughs> you know you're so beautiful and i want all our listening to know that they all are very beautiful mm. when all that baggage goes away it's pure divine light so oh, yes you know you 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 are that i would be honored to come back on your show actually i have several other show who have asked the same made that request. I'm available. I'm here to serve. So I'm an instrument of grace and the divine. So let me know, and we'll arrange, and I'll come back again. We will yes.
0: most definitely. Well, I thank you, viewers and listeners, for joining us here on the Illuminations Media Network. This is Tomorrow Westwood, your host. And as my grandmother always said, get your head together first, and the body will follow. Peace and blessings. <laughs> And much love to you.
1: Much love to all of you. Blessing,
0: too. All right. Well, that beautiful. That was wonderful. You. Thank you so much. You are just a, a, a refreshing ray of light. Thank you so much. And I'm going to read the rest of this book. I can't wait. I'm hoping that when I, when I process this, that it'll come out the right way. Are you reading it backwards, too? oh is it
1: backwards no or backwards? no 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 it shows the cover oh good okay no, no you have it right if <laughs> i may make a suggestion tamara yes ma'am since you are loving it start reading it from the beginning
0: i will i did start yeah. at the beginning and then when you made the suggestion to prepare i went to to chapter 30 so definitely start from the beginning
1: no, but I'm glad you did that. But now, if you're going to read the whole book, I would say, yeah, go back to where you were in the beginning. Okay.
0: Whenever I
1: look so much forward to come back on your show. Well, don't
0: rush to your appointment. Take your time, all in divine time. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. Yeah, big, thank you. Big hug. My ah! Yeah, yes, big hug. <laughs> I hope we'll meet in person soon. Oh, we
0: will. I, ta- yeah. I plan to come to Los 2, California at some point soon, so I'll make yeah. a point.
1: Please let me know. My pleasure. I look forward to many blessings. Bye bye. Bye now. Bye, sweetheart. Bye bye.
0: (laughs) See and stop recording.